Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. And Colin, today we're joined by J.D. Davis, North Texas Eagle, recruiting analyst and reporter for GoMingGreen.com. J.D., how are you today? Good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Now, your day might be going well, J.D., I don't know. Um, but Colin has a new dog. You do have a new dog. And that's what we need to start the podcast with. So, oh, Colin, wait. let's see. You mess up my camera already? Yeah, let's see it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Let's see. Oh, there he him. is. Him. Let's see him. What's up, Bandit? Bandit is the name. He's a he's a scaredy cat. He's a rescue. He's a rescue. Those so, are the best dogs. So, Colin now has Maya and yeah. Bandit. For everybody keeping track at home, Maya's <laughs> uh, been a long time staple of the podcast since, mm-hmm. what, 2019, right, Colin? 2019. I was there. Yep, you were. I remember those days. Yeah, he's just going to pace for a little bit. He'll he'll lie down eventually. He'll lie down eventually. We had to get a dog update from Colin because I know that that's been a big uh, moment for Colin. He's been waiting for a second dog. I have been. I mean, like two weeks ago, you said, hey, I might get get a second dog. Well, Norma Norma really wanted the second dog. Ah. I was just like, okay. And she leaves you. She goes to work or whatever. Yeah. She leaves you with yeah. both dogs. That's yeah. how that works. Okay. Nice. Okay. All right. There's the dog update for everybody. Um, JD, we wanted to have you on because we had on Chandler Rogers last week. And we were like, you know, who? how can we one-up that? Mm-hmm. And you were the obvious choice here. Um, Absolutely. As you continue to kill the the game with the, your podcast and your videos and everything. So I figured welcome. you were about to say there was like eight people that told you no, and then no, nope, to nope. me. So nope, I've deleted all those DMs already. So you you're you're on the list. You're high. <laughs> but um, we haven't talked since our preseason podcast, right? The one we all did with Sonoy and everything. Nope. Um, two and two now. Obviously, every all of our thoughts have been like recorded on how we think the season has gone, but. For you, just in general, what are your overall thoughts on the season and how like you would look at it big picture through three games? Yeah. So, I mean, after game one, it didn't go the way I thought it was, but I didn't uh, – I wasn't as down uh, after the Cal loss just because I felt like we all kind of underrated Cal. I, I, yeah. I, I did for sure. Um, I think they're a much better team, and I think that the Pac-12 showing this year that it may be their last year, but they're kind of going out with a bang. Um, the FIU game, I think I was probably the most low after that game just because um, the way we played FIU, I think they are improved uh, as well. But I think that, um, you know, I think we play that team another, you know, 10 times. I think we're going to be able to beat them nine out of 10, 10 out of 10 times moving forward. Yeah. Um, especially now the fact that, uh, you know, going to Ruston, I didn't think that that was a, a game we had stood a chance just because Ruston's a hard place to win and some great North Texas teams have not had success there. So, um, yeah, yeah. the FIU game after that, it was like, it, you started to wonder where the wins were going to come from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that and was at, the hard part. And at that point, Abilene Christian was undefeated. So I'm like, you, you're you sitting there looking at a, you know, 0 and 12, 1 and 11 season. And you're like, the sky is, is falling. Yeah. Um, so them being able to go to Ruston and it looks like we may have found a quarterback um, defense, made some improvements, made some adjustments. So I think there was a lot of bright spots uh, after the Rustin. Um, and it gave us, you know, two weeks to kind of set back. And I think if you was going into the bye week, 0-3, I think it would have been meltdown 
Central on Go Mean Green Twitter, you know, GoMeanGreen.com, everything. I mean, I think getting the win kind of put a, a good taste and kind of gave us some positives to move forward with. What was your biggest takeaway from that LaTeX win? Obviously, Chandler started and, and had a good performance, but was there anything else that kind of stuck out to you? I mean, I enjoyed – I know the defense is, is still a lot of people's concerned. I did enjoy seeing, you know, us making some changes. You know, we want, you've seen yeah. some four-man front. You've seen some, um, you know, yes, we still gave up, you know, the points at the end, so the, the box score doesn't look great. But watching the game, you've seen a pretty dominant defense that first quarter and, and being able to make some stops. And I think that's something we've always talked about, with, especially with this kind of offense is, you know, we don't need the the 85 Bears. I mean, we really just need a team that can, you know, get some three and outs, get some turnovers. Um, you know, that's what kind of Bennett, Coach Bennett always talked about was, you know, we're not trying to shut anybody out. We just got to get some stops here and there to give this, uh, give the team a chance to win. So I think that was a one of my main positive takeaways. But then, you know, I think that definitely the, the main highlight is Chandler looked amazing. I mean, he looked really good. And then to listening to him with you guys and then, you know, in the press conference, he seems like a, a super uh, mature um, veteran, I guess you could say. And, and, you know, now having 18 FBS starts under his belt, um, you know, he, he's a proven leader, proven player. Uh, so it's kind of gave me even more optimism moving forward that, you know, this could be the best quarterback situation we've had in a while at North Texas. Yeah. I mean, to your point on the defense, I, I mentioned it before, but like, they gave up 14 points through three quarters. It was really just the, the fourth quarter kind of collapsed all around, which, yeah. you know, if the offense doesn't fumble, if they don't get the onside kick, like yeah. those things don't happen. We're, we're probably looking at a pretty comfortable, let's say 37, like 21 or 37, you know, 24 or something like that uh, win, or even 37, like a touchdown win. Like it, just, it didn't feel like I was going to have to be worried about this game until – I had to get worried about the game. And <laughs> then I was like, all right, well, LaTeX is going to get this onside kick. And it just felt like, sure enough, everything was going to go wrong. But uh, I do think that that's the one. I just can't believe you lose to FIU. That's the one that's going to come back to haunt me for a long time because, yeah. like you said, you shouldn't. they shouldn't have lost that game. If they play them 10 more times, they beat them nine times, especially if they have Chandler Rogers at quarterback. But Yeah, um, I mean, there were some, some big turnovers in that game uh, yep. that put the defense in some horrible spots and put us in a situation – I really do think that you can look at the last six quarters of Chandler Rogers as a st starting. Um, you know, I think if he starts at FIU game, it's a completely different scenario. Yeah. I don't think, you know, if you have some, you prevent some of those turnovers, you know, in their red zone. And I mean, that's, that's a, a big difference. And like I said, I think uh, maybe it was kind of the wake up call we needed to say that, you know, Chandler's the guy to, to make that quarterback yeah. change, but yeah, you hate to lose that game, especially looking at the, the future schedule when you're trying to pick out six wins to get to a bowl, that's going to be a game that you can look back on. And man, we could have been three and one headed into conference. And I think that's a still getting there. Two and two is a lot better than, you know, some of us were predicting um, a couple weeks ago after that game, but still, yeah, I think that's one that's, you're going to look back on the calendar and say, you know, you hate, hate to give that one up. It's easy to say in hindsight, but I think it's almost a good thing that they lost to FIU because if they won, then we have stone Earl starting at La Tech. And, yeah. you know, it's just the, the decision is delayed. You know, everything so, would have been delayed. Like yeah. the defensive side of the ball, the defensive changes would have been perhaps yeah, delayed. Yeah, exactly. A bit. Like everything, you know, things happen for a reason. And that's why we said, it, I think last podcast, it was like, look, you made the mistakes, whatever, defense, offensively, 
you're going to lose a game you're not supposed to lose with the new coaching staff because you just don't know what you have and you don't know what you're supposed to do. And this is this is a prime example of that. You know, obviously you want to win it. And as fans, you know, we, we want them to win those type of games where you're a 10-point favorite. But it happens, and then you go out and win against La Tech, who was favorite. So it all works out at the end. This Abilene Christian game will be interesting. We can talk about that briefly. Don't need to spend an hour on it. But, uh, J.D., what, what do you want to see f- – from um, this team against Abilene Christian? I'd like to see, uh, you know, I think the defense, we saw, we saw a huge progression between, you know, FIU at La Tech. Now they've had two weeks to kind of even step back a little further, maybe uh, input some some new stuff in that. So I would I would like to, I would love to see us kind of have a pretty dominating performance on that side of the ball. Um, you know, I think in the Seth era, we played some FCS schools and we gave up quite a bit of points, um, yeah. you know, um, 20, you know, that 25 plus range. So I would, I would love for us to be able to keep on below 21 points. I think that would be a plus, but then I think, uh, just kind of seeing Rogers progression with this offense, seeing the rush running game continue to, uh, improve and take off. And just, uh, you know, like I said, I think the team's got way more confidence obviously now than they've had any part of the season, but kind of expand that a little bit. Cause you got a tough opponent, um, you know, that next week against Navy. So, uh, definitely mm-hmm. I think confidence building, and getting this kind of, like I said, progression on both sides of the ball or kind of all three phases, if you want to say, um, is the most key thing I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think I agree with everything you said. I think the biggest thing for me is just, like you said, with the defense, make sure that you make this a convincing win. I don't want it to be a, you know, FIU flip script of 46-39 win over AC yeah. or anything like that. I want it to be, you know, where we put up the amount of points we're supposed to put up and that we don't let them score more than, like you said, 21 or something like that, so. The, the interesting, well, hopefully, you know, Bailey Zappi and Houston Baptist aren't walking through that door. Uh, <laughs> they like just they lost were. really bad to Central Arkansas. So, like they were, yeah. So, the, it's, I'm, and I'm not an Abilene Christian expert. I don't think any of us are, but no. going into last week, I was like, all right, this is a team that blew out Prairie View, Northern Colorado, and hung with Incarnate Word, who is a very good FCS program, as we know. Um, so, through three weeks, I was looking at it like, this is, it's not going to be Tough. a loss, but it's not going to be an easy. Yeah, like it'll be two touchdowns or so. Coming off last week against Central Arkansas, and I know Central Arkansas is not a bad team, but to allow Abilene Christian allows Central Arkansas to finish the game with 594 yards, 8.4 yards per carry, um, only 214 yards passing because they didn't have to throw the ball. But that type of game, I'm like, okay, North Texas should be able to jump on them offensively. And if you just don't turn the ball over, like this game should be able, you should be able to put this game away. This shouldn't be that close. So that Central Arkansas game, again, I'm not saying I watched it or did a film breakdown on it, but the way that any team that's able to run the ball for over eight yards to carry on you is um, alarming. So I, I feel good yeah. about that going into it. I think, I mean, I th- like y'all said, I think the offense, our offensive is going to get theirs. Uh, I just don't want to. I think worst case scenario is, you know, you get in kind of a shootout with one of these teams. Cause I mean, they do have a very good quarterback. I think we've talked about it quite a bit. Texas tech transfer Maverick, you know, Eric recruited him there. I mean, he's, he was North Texas recruited him. He was, you know, highly sought after recruit. I think he's a very good quarterback. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what we, I don't want to happen is like I said, I know that I think our offense is going to have a great day. I just don't want to get, you know, touchdown, 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 touchdown. And you look up and, you know, we're, we're hitting the over, you know, 70, whatever points it is. So that's, yeah. that, that's, that's, that would, I would say that would be, you know, worst case scenario for me. Yeah. 
All right. Anything else on this game, Colin, or anything? Um, oh, I didn't even say what I want to see. Yeah, I think defensively, um, it is. That's all I really care about in this game. I mean, at one one hand, I want I do want to see the offense obviously put up fifty points. Yes, but I think there is a sense of maybe not wanting to show everything that you worked on over the bye week mm-hmm. against Abilene Christian, uh, especially with conference starting up. So. If they only win the game, let's say thirty-five to fourteen, I'm not going to panic too much. No. It's about the defense for me. The defense holding Abilene Christian to under seventeen and a half or something like that. Yeah. So that's really all I'm focused on. Right, and tackling, tackling oh. is the main mm-hmm. thing. So, mm-hmm. all right, uh, we got one more game, uh, one more thing to talk about, and it's a game, JD. And I sent this to Colin. I don't know if you read the. I did. Read, I did read it. The write up. Okay, good prepared um it's called who should have stayed with the transfers out the departing transfers from north texas this offseason now none of this is to disparage them because i do believe that the transfer portal is a good thing and that players should have the opportunity to leave and i honestly think these a lot of these players probably made in most situations maybe the right decision to leave to have a chance but damn this is overwhelming this is incredible, and I'm sure you've looked at this before, JD. But I, we have the stats here and everything. We have seven players that transferred out from North from North Texas to bigger programs, and so I want to ask: Should they have stayed? Which in most cases is obvious, but then what would their stats have been if they had stayed at North Texas, or how significant mm. would they have been? And that's the interesting part to me. So we'll start with Jair Shorter at Auburn, who's actually on the two deep and getting some run. The problem is Auburn can't throw the ball to save its life. Like Peyton Thorne, Robbie Ashford, it doesn't matter. I watched them against AM. They can't throw the ball. So through four games, he's on the field, but he only has one reception for 10 yards. And I'm like, man, Jair, man, well, you'd be lighting it up over here. <laughs> it would be a continuation of what it was last year where he was averaging 24 yards per game. So through four through three games, I guess, with North Texas. Like how many catches? What would his stats have been if you had to just roughly guess what his stats would have been? I mean, staying healthy, and you got to uh, figure in. You know, Chandler's only played, you yeah, know, a game and a half. I still think, you know, it seemed like Jair when he was on the field for North Texas, and when he was healthy, he got his. I mean, he he had a touchdown. I feel like it seemed like every game. Um, so, I mean, I'm saying at this point in the season, he's probably got two touchdowns and and over 200 yards. Byron. Um, and I like think still, I feel like Stone would have just thrown it up to him. Yeah, it would have worked. Like, yeah, and it, it would have worked. <laughs> it would have worked. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe even maybe even three touchdowns at this point. Like I said, it it seemed like to me when he was healthy, he was almost guaranteed a touchdown a game. Um, and you know, it seemed like every time he caught it, he took it to the house. So yeah, I mean, I think that uh, he's one of those, especially the the Auburn struggles. I think that probably would have been beneficial to to stay and and kind of prove it one more year Colin what do you think I mean yeah I I Jair was great when he was here so I mean yeah. the fact that he's you know he's on the field not getting thrown to he's been so used to getting just pelted with passes and just catch radius catching yeah. everything so and uh, I could see again it's like if Hugh Freeze wants you, you assume it's like, all right, we're going to have a pass game with Hugh Freeze. And then it's yeah. like, oh, we don't have a quarterback. <laughs> right. That, that's what I was going to say is, is I think talent wise, you know, did he make the right just the team to transfer to? I mean, I think if you put him in a team, I'm, I don't know, I'm trying to think, it's, you know, 
one of the, the air raid teams that airs I mean, it out. I mean, I think, you know, he's he is a power five player. I think that yeah. he may have just made the wrong choice on which team he went to, but like dude, go to like I you can go to any I mean, heck. Even if you would have gone to, let's just say, like Oklahoma or something like that. Like if you would have yeah. gone to Arkansas, like if you would have gone to, I mean, South Carolina with Spencer Rattler or something. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of options. You know. But I do think, again, the decision was kind of right. The, the school is wrong. I like how you phrased that. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll roll through these next ones here because um, Varkey's gums at Arkansas. How surprised are we that he hasn't been able to break there too deep and has zero receptions through four games? How surprised seeing is it? Honestly, uh, oh, oh sorry. Go ahead, Colin. I was just gonna say, honestly, it's weird to me because uh he like committed then decommitted, right? And then recommitted. Isn't that how that yeah. went in Arkansas? Yeah. Uh so I guess that's why. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the fact that he's third string tight end and he was amazing here kind of is odd to me because here I feel like he would have been a big focal point of the offense. Yeah, I mean, I think that he's one of those that I think should have stayed at North Texas a few more years. Um, you know, there's some that will go through this list and, you know, the NIL money comes into play and you're like, yes, yeah. there's there's a reason they left. Right. There's, I, you can't blame them. He's not one of them because I think he was North Texas. There was people in the NIL that was working to get him taken care of. Mm. And I don't think I don't know the, the details, but I don't know if he got that much more going to Arkansas. And now that he's not playing, it's like he's one of those that definitely should have stayed i mean he had the, yeah. the the interview the podcast with sonoy and you know he's like i'm committed everything's going great um you know and then one day after practice nobody knows and he's randomly in the portal so yeah i mean i think it was a weird deal like colin said commits to arkansas then he's at cal and i think it was just a young kid that really got caught up in the game and i think you know i, I haven't talked to him or anything but he you know especially seeing the playing time i think it may have be one of those scenarios where he maybe even he's wishing he would have at least stayed at North Texas another year or two and progressed because yeah. I don't think he's at power five level now. I think he was, he would have been a beast at the G5 level. You know, yep. he was day one, but he, he was not ready for power five football yet. Yeah. And Arkansas, a guy, I mean, obviously I just watched Arkansas play LSU. It's like Arkansas is starting a true freshman at tight end right now. So it's not even like they have this yeah. senior over here. Yeah. Um, Jake Roberts at Baylor has actually been solid for four games. Seven receptions, 41 yards. So not, you know, not lighting it up, but, you know, seven receptions, 41 yards. Um, and they got shut down pretty much by Texas. So you take away that game. But uh, Jake Roberts, that's another one. I don't know. I'll throw it to you. JD, what do you think? I mean, I, I don't know how much he'd have been used in this offense. I think that's this is kind of like the Jair Auburn. I mean, Baylor's a bad football team this year, but, yeah. you know, Baylor's a, a good education. He is seeing the field. I think in the style of offense they're running, he's probably going to be, you know, if he ever wants, he wants to play at the next level, it's probably beneficial for him to go there. Uh, kind of like with Gums, you know, would love to see him. He finally yeah, seemed like Gums he was kind of. Gums, I think, would have fit this offense a little bit, like the North Texas offense yes. more. So that's the, that's a, and Roberts is more of a blocker slash short. Yeah, I, I, yeah. especially with like the, with Rodgers. I mean, we've seen like he's almost automatic in that mid-range passing game. Varkis, I think, could have been a, a a huge weapon of, you know, getting the ball short and letting him go to work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Roberts, he was a guy that you hated to leave, hated to see leave, but I always felt like he was probably better suited for that style of offense. Yes. All right. So shorter, we're under, we understand gums should have stayed and Roberts. We understand 
Uh, we can go through Asher Alberting real quick because he wasn't a huge part at North Texas. Um, he does he is listed as second tight end at Cal, so I think he's more of a blocker over there, from what I understand. Um, so we won't spend too long on him. Larry Nixon to Auburn, mm. actually the only starter on this list. Um, fifteen tackles through four games, one tackle for loss. So he's not lighting it up over there, but still, um, you know, good to see him get fifteen tackles so i think that one does make sense and that one always made sense to me because auburn was rebuilding in a way that needed um players that that could play defense and so that one made sense to me what do y'all think i mean yeah i mean i'd like him here obviously um (laughs) because it would help but i think that like you said him being the only starter and, and making a difference on the team it's good for him just to to be play at that level so yeah yeah watching the a&m game i i watched bits and pieces of it i mean but it seemed like he was always around the ball you yeah. could definitely tell his his talent like he was up to that level you know in a group text you know i was saying you know he would be a difference maker on this defense obviously i mean that's a huge loss sure. that's something we don't you know when we talk about their the defensive problems early on i mean he's a guy that i don't think we gave enough credit to leaving uh that a big enough void but to hear him you know hear morris um you know talk about you know it wasn't an easy decision for him he got a ton of money but he loved north texas you know, it wasn't like I'm taking my bag, like it, nothing like that. I mean, it was like I have to do what's best for my family. But yeah. if the money was the same, he would still be at North Texas right now. And I think that speaks volumes about the the culture and, and at North Texas. So that that part of the story was sad that it was just a strictly an NIL ca- uh, casualty. Yeah. All right. Last two. Deshaun Gaddy goes to Ole Miss. Um four tackles in four games no pass breakups and no interceptions this one really hurts me because we love Deshaun Gaddy since he got and he was obviously a multi-year starter a multi-year guy and I'm like okay Ole Miss I understood it to a degree um because honestly at North Texas the last few years like with the way the defense has gone it's been like all right you know are we even using him right yeah but that's one where it's like if he stays I think he makes a pretty big difference uh, on yeah. this defense, at least at safety or corner, like wherever they wanted to play him. So that, that one hurts. Uh, but, and I, I am a little sad that he's not able to to crack the rotation at Ole Miss. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, he's like you said, with this defense, there's, there was times that with the, the past defense that we didn't think he was playing right. You know, I think he was kind of more of a safety. We had a more of a coverage corner, but yep. with the three safeties in this defense and, you know, we've got, you know, true freshman player, uh, a walk-on freshman in the safety. I think that he would have definitely got. He would definitely been in the two deep and definitely playing. And and I mean, Gaddy was one of my favorite recruits. You know, since yeah. I've been doing this, so we loved that him. was that was one of the ones you hated. And then now seeing that he's not, you know, getting the the playing time and stuff. That's one of the ones that you kind of wish would have stayed. And then you think it, it might have been beneficial for him to stay. Cam Robertson goes to mm-hmm. SMU. This was the big one as far as a young player goes. Yeah. Obviously we were all like, damn, it was transfer portal to SMU, all this stuff. But through four games, he has not quite done. And this might be more of a projection for SMU. You know, SMU might be looking at him as a project or whatnot. Uh, but I think if he was at North Texas, it would not be a project situation. I think Cam Robertson right. would be a significant player on, on this defense. So through four games, five tackles, one TFL, no, not on the two deep. Um, at least that uh, I read going into uh, last week's game. So Cam Robertson he probably got paid a lot, I assume. Yeah. He probably got signed off on that SMU and IL deal. Yeah. 
But other than that, I don't know if it made a ton of sense to leave. Yeah, outside yeah, of the oh sorry. No, Colin, go ahead, my bad. I was gonna say outside of the outside of the money, it's it's weird because like you said, he wouldn't have been a project here. He's a project at SMU. Yes, SMU is going to the ACC next year, but they're still in the AAC. So it's weird to make that kind of like what feels like I don't want to say it's a lateral move, but it's it's not quite a vertical, you know, jump to like a like for example, Larry Nixon going to Auburn. You know, that's not I don't think it's the same type of jump. And now obviously if the money's there, then that's gonna make a difference. But in terms of playing time and development, I, I I'm not really sure that that would be the right move. Yeah. Yeah. He looked like to me, I watched the TCU SMU game. He got quite a bit of playing time second half. Mm-hmm. Um he, he looks bigger to me. I, I like I said, I don't I think he's put on some weight since he's been to SMU. He's more of a kind of like a three down lineman there. Um but yeah I think that especially um with the defense I think he'd have definitely got some playing time here. But this is one of those that to me I just felt like there was some dirty recruiting going on because it was mm-hmm. just kind of like there was no talk about transferring everything's good and then all of a sudden you're in the portal and then all of a sudden you're at SMU and it's like there was something going on in the back channels that something going on behind the scenes I guess I will say. Yeah. Um last thing JD we, we talked about this a little bit before, but for the transfer portal for North Texas, what moving forward in off seasons to come, we can start with this off season. Like how many transfers do you think North Texas should be taking like year in year out? And, or does it even matter the amount? Or is it just like the quality? Like, do you want to see like three or four, you know, P five guys drop down or something like that? Like how are you approaching the portal? If you're Eric Morris moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think that you got to look at, at the guys that left us, like, say, a Jake Roberts. You know, he was an all-conference guy here. Now he's, you know, he's broke the two deep, but he's he's playing a little bit at Baylor. But I think we need to, as a program, you know, take a look at these guys, like, you know, Auburn transfers, Ole Miss transfers. These guys, just because they can't break the two deep at Ole Miss and stuff, doesn't mean they're not going to be players here. Uh, and I think that the staff has made several comments uh, between, you know, Morris at the quarterback club and, you know, stuff he said in the press conferences and stuff that I think – we may see a transition, um, you know, that we've got 15 commits so far. I think there's about to be some movement um, on that, some additions mm-hmm. and some subtractions, and we can talk about more. But um, I, I could see us filling this this last part of the recruiting class with uh, several JUCOs and transfer guys. I think they're going to try to get some guys that are ready to come in, um, especially with the portal. I mean, when you get a guy from the portal, you know, he can't just transfer back out until he graduates. So I think that's – you know, we've seen with these, you know, all the guys that transferred out were high school kids that we recruited, developed, and then they bounce on. So I think as a program like North Texas, yeah, you need to get some high school kids. But at the same time, you know, if you get some of these transfers in, it's not as easy for them just to have a good season and turn around and leave. Um, That's a good point. I, I honestly, even with now the now that the NCAA is actually enforcing the one-time transfer thing, like if you can get a transfer from a solid from a solid school that you know has some a little bit of experience even just with like two years of eligibility left they can't like like they can't leave again that's yeah. that's you're basically looking at them locked in for whatever two years or whatever many years left the only the only bad side is, is you look at a macklin he's he's taken off he's blown up he's had two good seasons he graduates in summer he's a guy that i think north texas needs to be worried about probably transferring yeah. next year especially the way he's playing right now yeah that makes sense. I, I, the way again, the way I look at it is, look, you lose Larry Nixon to be a starter at Auburn, go get a linebacker that's that's, that's back, a backup at an SEC school. Like you got, you yeah. kind of have to make those trade offs to a degree. That's where 
I think the really good teams, uh, you can do that. I, I understand like Texas State and all them have been like glorified for their portal use, you know, Texas State, Colorado and whatnot. But like, I still don't think the complete overhaul from year to year is anything what any coach wants. Um, no. And even with the success Colorado and Texas State and other schools have had, it feels very short term. Yeah. No. And that's where you'll you have to be able to sustain high school recruiting. And that's hopefully where North Texas is headed moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think, you know, fill gaps, you know, I think, um, and you know, even more said in his, the quarterback club, you know, they didn't know Nixon was leaving. That's, you know, a linebacker's probably a position. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Weslowski's probably going to be a very good player for North Texas, but that's a position if you knew Larry Nixon was leaving in December, you would have probably got some portal guys in here, just some some guys that had playing time. I mean, you look at a guy like Chandler Rogers, like if you could have brought in a, a linebacker of that equivalent that's had, you know, 18, 20 FBS starts, that's that's a lot better than playing a freshman or a redshirt freshman that hasn't started. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it'll be interesting moving forward. Um, but all right, JD, that's all we had. Uh, thank you for joining us, man. Uh, well, I'm sure I'll be happy with North Texas performance on Saturday after a convincing 49 to zero win. I think that's what Colin's about to predict. So famous last words. Yeah, famous last word. <laughs> you have a prediction? Have you made your prediction yet? I don't want to oh, yeah, put you on the spot if not. No, I haven't. Um, I think we kind of spoke on earlier. I mean, I think us getting that 40, 40 point range, you know, 42, I would love for us to be able to keep them that 17 point range. So I'll say 42, 17. I think that's, we could end that, uh, have that the final score. I think that's a a really positive uh, game heading into uh, Navy. Yeah. All right, JD, Um, for everybody who doesn't know him, uh, y'all should uh, at North Texas Eagle on Twitter, Mm. uh, com, the best forum for North Texas fans um yeah thanks jd thank you guys for having me colin congrats on the new dog hey thanks thank you guys all right colin uh last podcast uh which was last week last thursday or it so. was last week it feels feels like a long time ago when you're on a bye week i don't know the I mean, body yeah, clock it's, it's an extra reset. it's an extra week it's i don't know if it's a body clock it's probably just the actual amount of time that passed but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure lag. here. Pod <laughs> lag, pod lag, pod from lag. one pod to another. Um, <laughs> we talked about the games, the AAC games in week four that we were interested in how the results would play out. Well, we got those results back. We did. And some of them are good. Some of them are not good for the AAC, but also for North Texas as we just want North Texas to get to six wins. And I don't care how bad the opponents are. I just want to get to six wins. So, here are the results. You tell me which ones stand out to you. UAB kind of hangs with Georgia, loses 49-21. Temple gets blown out by Miami, 41-7. UTSA is blown out by t- I'm sorry, UTSA is blown out by Tennessee, 45-14. SMU loses to TCU, 34-17. Rice loses to USF, 42-29, the only conference game. Uh, and Memphis loses to Missouri, 34-27. Which of those ones do you want are are catches your attention? Instantly, the two that catch my attention is Memphis and UAB. Uh, I want UAB to be like one of the worst teams they play this year. And if the fact they didn't let Georgia hang more than forty nine on them and they put up twenty one is concerning because that means that they're somewhat competent. Well, uh, yeah, even through the first half into yeah. the second half, it was not comfortable for Georgia. Yeah. 
Uh, and then Memphis. Uh, Memphis wasn't really one of those teams. That, it was in the stretch of death, right? But we thought yeah. that that would be one of the teams, along with UTSA, that they had a possibility to be. It's looking more and more like that's not going to happen. And then the fact that they did this after Navy almost beat them makes Navy even a harder opponent. Um, Missouri is obviously not like an SEC powerhouse, but they're still an SEC school. So, again. Top 25. This are they top 25 right now, now? Now, this week. I believe they're oh, number 23. Week. Okay. Dang. They just yeah, moved see, in there. there you go. Yeah. That's, that's scary to me. Um, and then you have UTSA. I guess we can even talk about them. Um, I'm out on UTSA. I'm out on UTSA, but I don't think they're going to be a pushover still. Well, look, Mar- they, they haven't had Frank Harris the past two weeks, right? So we'll give them a little bit of, you know, a pass there uh, against Army and Tennessee. Uh, but every I just still, this is not t- the Tennessee. This isn't your, your older brother's tennis, or, uh, mm. UTSA team. You know, yeah. this isn't the UTSA team that against Tennessee, I think two years ago, would have only lost this game like 28 to 10 or something like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. They got blown out by Tennessee. It was a blowout in the first half. The game yeah. was over. It was 35 to zero. Like there was nothing to hold on to from UTSA's perspective. And uh, they'll get Frank Harris back. Uh, they're on a bye this week. So then they'll start conference play next week. But uh, I, I, I don't think UTSA is that good. Like I'm not saying North Texas is better. I think I, well, Hey, I think we need to hold the phone on. And we don't think UTSA is good still. I'm going to say I don't think UTSA. I think UTSA ends the year. Look, they're 1-3 and three right now. They're going to have to go 5-3 and three in conference to make a bowl. Yeah. Which I'm not saying is. I think 5-3 and three is probably like the most likely outcome or something. But I don't know. That's a 6-6 six and six team. I, and Houston's not a good team. You lost to Houston. That that's, that's a true. bad loss. That's true. Houston Houston was a bad loss. Houston almost lost to or Houston did lose to Rice. Like uh, I just don't think UTSA is where they want to be or need to be. I think they're a six and sixteen this year. Five and three in conference. One and three in non conference. Mm. That's what they are. And if that's you know if that includes a win over North Texas, I won't be happy. But that's kind of I can't say North Texas is better than UTSA right now. I'm just saying I don't think UTSA is is good. Good. Yeah. Um. SMU, again, this is very much uh, like you, them against their big brother to a degree. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, you're not going to win this game most of the time, even if you believe you're going to win this game. And then we've all been in that situation before. Um, yeah, they got, they got outplayed pretty comfortably, in my opinion. And they did miss some opportunities, sure, but I think TCU was much better. And so I, I don't look at SMU as being a juggernaut this year. Like top, they're not a top forty team in the country to me. Uh, Rice, Colin, yeah, I sent I you a screenshot after Rice broke a long touchdown uh, to take the lead, and then right after that, USF took the lead right back and then won the game by two, thirteen points. Weren't they projected to be like bottom and then second bottom teams in the conference this year? Both of them. That's a good question. I don't know, but USF is not a bad team. That's all I know. Uh, no, USF is pretty good. Nortex doesn't play USF, thankfully. But this or is what Rice. we talked about. This is this is the difference between the American and Conference USA because if you go watch Conference USA, it's like UTEP, Jacksonville State, La Tech, like awful, awful football going on there. This is not South awful. Florida. The preseason media poll was South had South Florida at 13th, Rice at 12th, Charlotte was the lowest. Yeah, uh, 14th. And none of those teams. To me, are like bottom twenty, bottom fifteen in the country. Bet I don't know where like 
the ratings have them as far as like SP plus and stuff, but I don't think they're like top bottom 10, bottom 15 bad. And um, yeah, that's kind of tough for North Texas. Like you said, UAB, not horrible. Now, the only bad, bad result along with UTSA, in my opinion, was Temple. Yeah. Getting blown up by Miami. And Miami's a good team, obviously, beat um, AM. But I thought Temple would be able to score a little bit more than seven. I've been talked about. We've talked about their offense at length at times uh, with different people. So, you know, maybe Temple's an easy game, easier game than we're thinking. I don't know. Just we'll next week we're gonna preview the American a good amount. We're gonna have on. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna try to have Steve back on from the non non uh, from the off season. Sorry, and talk some AAC football going into the year. But I'm still feeling. I don't know. UTSA, I feel better about. Temple, I feel better about. You would be not as good about. Rice, I, they don't play Rice. This they year. don't I play Rice. I keep forgetting that. Memphis, I feel worse about. SMU, I feel the same about. Here's the thing, though. We need to see a conference game. We're basing all this off of an FIU loss and a bounce-back La Tech win against an equally bad team. So I don't want to – I'm not trying to – on paper right now, they lose to all these teams except for UAB. If, if we're basing it off of like temple, maybe not temple, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like we're basing this off of, off of them beating a really bad law tech team. Um, yes. Now there is optimism. Obviously Chandler Rogers looked a lot better. I'm not saying that there's no reason for optimism. I'm just saying, I think we need to see what week, week one of conference brings us before we, uh, we start claiming that we can uh, beat UTSA. I don't know, Colin. I don't know. I feel good right now. I feel you good. Can we'll feel good all you want. You felt good preseason going seven, seven and seven and five. No, Colin, why did I feel good about this team going into the year? Uh, because of Chandler Rogers. Because of Chandler Rogers. Right. And now he's back. I've never oh, wavered. You whipped a pen out. That's crazy. I've never wavered on Chandler Rogers with this team with Chandler Rogers being at the helm. I've never wavered on them being good, or at least you know not bad. Not bad. Without him, I literally said it. I was like, I want to draw my prediction down a full win to six and six going into the yeah. area with Stoner at quarterback, which still would have been wrong. But <laughs> like, if Stoner was the quarterback for twelve games, like we're not, right. we're not winning six games. But if again, if Rogers was quarterback, six wins, they could they'd be three and one right now. Uh, yeah, they would be three and one. Well, they'd be two and one with Evelyn Christian coming up. But you get the point. All right, let's do pick them. It's time. Let's put the spread time. of this game. We need a soundboard, Colin. It's time. We do, but I don't know if uh, StreamYard supports that. I actually think it does. Oh, Check this out. Get on it. I'm just you have an it's time already? It. Check this out. Okay. <laughs> All right, this is Dance Pop. Ready? That was... Okay, stop. Please stop. Please. Please. That's it? Oh. Oh. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Green Room Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, this is the start of a crazy podcast. I don't even know what this is about. This is like true crime mixed with like uh, something else. No, Colin, it's dance pop. Okay. There's no spread for this game, apparently. No, they don't come out yet. No. Why? It's Thursday. FCS games don't come out till Friday night and Saturday. All right, everybody. Can you please turn that off? Thank you. Jesus Christ. I wanted to fade it out, but 
I don't. I, I want it to be gone. That's what I want. All right, everybody. There's our drop for our pick em. Moving forward. That's not going to. Please don't make up the drop. Please <laughs> do something else. Can't please wait. do something else. I can't wait. All right. Colin, do you have your pick Uh I honestly forgot we're doing a pick uh, so no, I don't. So if you want to start, it's in the rundown. I sent you. But I was focused. On, but I can make these up quick. I was focused on all the other important rundown. stuff you had. All right, Colin, let's do it. I'm starting right now. Abilene Christian over under sixteen and a half points. Over. Jeez. Yeah, that was an easy over. Sheesh, I'm scared now. Hold on. <laughs> what do you think I was gonna go under? I didn't think about it. They scored seventeen against Central Arkansas, twenty against Incarnate Word. 45 against Prairie View, 31 against North Carolina. That's going over. Colorado. What a bad line. That's a bad line, Green. Is that a bad line? That's a bad line. All right, well, I'm taking the under just to spite you. Yeah, I need to I need I need to make up some ground because I'm three down, I think, or am I two down? I don't remember. I think you're two down. Here, let me actually I think you're only one down now. Yeah, you're only one down because we tied oh, one last week. Go. Six to five right now, going let's into it. Go. Okay. I guess that was a bad line. I don't know. I'm scared. I guess that was a bad line. I don't know. Your demeanor changed so quick. I was going to say 17 and a half, but I was like, that's that's not hot. I don't know. Yeah, it should have said 17 and a half. I just cost me a whole point trying to sneak one yeah, by you. They can't, they can't even get two touchdowns on a field goal because of that line. I know. I know how much 17 is, Colin. Thank you. I just wanted to make All sure right. that you knew. Do you got another one? Or are you, are you ready? Oh, to I, I thought I forgot if we do both. Yeah, I have one. I'll go. I'll go. I have one though if you want. Okay, go ahead. Chandler Rogers over under 350 yards passing. Well, I think 350 passing. For context, um, he had 313 against La Tech and he had 201 in the I think second this half is a bad of the line, Colin. Okay. I'm saying under. Okay, I'll go over just to spite you again. I wasn't a pick under, but I thought you might. No, go ahead, jump. go under, Colin. Go no, under. I'll go over. I need to make up ground, Bruni. Damn it! <laughs> I just scared my my rescue dog. Bandit, he's cowering <laughs> under my desk now. Bandit's not ready for this type of energy outrage from Colin. Yeah, that's two really bad lines. I just completely cost myself that point that I already gained on you. That sucks. All right, your turn. We're back to one and one now, which is counting <laughs> yeah. up before the preemptively, game preemptively setting bad lines. All right, here's here's an interesting one for you, Colin. Average yards per carry for North Texas over under. I gotta think for a second. I can't make this a bad line here. You can't. Over you under. Already. Over under. Five point seven. Average carry for North Texas over under 5.7. Over. I'll go under. That's a lot of yards. Yeah, well, they had 5.3 against Law Tech, and if they can't do better than that against ACU, then I don't know what we're doing here. I'm just here. saying. It's, it's I don't know what we're doing here. That's all I'm saying. Kneels at the end of the game, taking some knees. <laughs> if a knee makes it to where 5.7 turns into 5.6, then they didn't deserve it anyways, okay? <laughs> That'd be All right, crazy, actually. Your last one. Um, oh, actually, we got to do more this week. We got to do three because last week we... Oh, yeah, because we had the stone earl ones. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's do this. Over... Ooh, I like this. It's going to be hard to track, though. We'll have to really pay attention. Over under 
one and a half 40 yard plays. North Texas? Yep. Sheesh. Uh, mm. I think that's a good line. I think that's a pretty good Pretty good line. Right I think that's the first good line we've had today. That's a pretty good one right there. That's the first one. I liked my 5.7 yards per carry one for the record. I was fine either way. I'm going to go – I want to go over. I'm going to go over. I don't love that. All right. I wanted to go over. So I'm going to do it. Damn it. I'm, okay. going, over. I'm going over as well. God, you got me fired up. Just erase that one from the books, but there we go. Okay. Think of another defensive one real quick. Over under, Colin, here we go. Over under two and a half sacks for North Texas. Ooh. How many do they have against they had one against La Tech? Yeah. That's over under two and a half sacks. We'll see if they have rushed the passer. I'm good either way here. I'm gonna I go like over. That. That's a risky play by me to go over though. Yeah, I will say. Play. I will say that that's that's risky. All right. My turn. Yep, last one for you. I got to give some love to the kicker. Longest field goal over under yeah. 42. <laughs> no, no, 39 and a half. Well, he had a 48-yarder last game, so I'm sure that... They shouldn't be having to kick 48-yard field goals. Now I'm going to go over under two and a half field goals. Two and a half field goals? Yep. I think that's another bad line, Colin. I'm taking the under. Damn it, I was I was hoping you'd bite, but I'll go over to have I, faith I, you, in my. I read all three of your plays, Colin. You notice notice that? Did you? What was the I'm first one? Chandler Rogers three fifty passing. And what was the second one? The one point five forty yards. Yeah, I'm about to get absolutely smashed. So I made those lines for me, and you yeah, took my thinking of you instead of just making good lines. See, this is why we have to have a system <sighs> to where you take the opposite. All right, I'll take the opposite of the 350. You already did take the opposite of 350. Oh, it was the one I didn't take the opposite of. You had the same on the 1.5 40-plus yard plays. Yeah. I really think that's going to be over, too. But I'll go go under. No, I'll go under. Set bad lines. I said I'll go under. I'll go under. Watch it be under. You said it was a good line. I lose my mind. I thought it was was a good line. I think it's a good line. I think it'll be two. All right. I think it'll be two. Okay. Um, Did you already do your third one? Now we need our score predictions. What was your third one? The 2.5 sacks. All right. Okay. Score predictions. Bruni. Colin. (sighs) Let's go. uh... ACU is going to give us their best shot. You already said over 16 and a half points for ACU. I know. I'm going to go 20 for ACU. Look how deep in thought he is. And I'm going to go 48 for North Texas. Uh, I had to rub the temples there for that one. Yeah, I know. Jimmy Dutron it up. Okay. Um, I'm going to go lower scoring a little bit, obviously. Mm. Give me... 38 to 13. 38 to 13? Sorry, make that 35 to 13. 35 to 13? This is like a conference line. I could see this line for like North Texas against 
This is that could have been a North Texas FIU line. That might have been what you predicted. <laughs> this is this is the uh, the blowout that was supposed to happen. All right, this is yeah. this is what what should have been against, against a much lesser of opponent. Against yeah, against a non FBS opponent. All right, this is but this is what should have happened against FIU. Mm. So, all right, there you go. Um, there are our pickums. Again, I have a six to five lead going into the week. We both have three plays and um, uh, one prediction each. So possibility here of seven points on the board. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, hit us All with right. the outro music. Hit us with the outro music, Bruni. Oh, that's what I was gonna do. Hit us with the outro. That's what I was gonna do. I knew you, you you were ready for it. All right, everybody. This has been a great podcast. Thank you to JD for coming on. Thank you for Colin Mitchell for joining me once again. As always, oh. leave a like, comment, share, subscribe on YouTube. Um, follow us on Twitter. This is so loud. Green Room, you out there Can now. Can you turn it down? Yeah. And um, then once we're done, you got to raise it all the way back up for like yeah. two seconds. And then. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, okay, I okay. got it. I got it under control. All right. Oh, you can fade tracks in and out. Okay. We'll do that, we'll do that later. Um, yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Green Room UNT, uh, Spotify, all that stuff. And uh, we'll be back after the game on Saturday night, Sunday morning, sometime, you know, whenever we get uh, the availability to do so. So thank you all for supporting us on Twitter. And buy um, shirts. Buy shirts. Buy, buy the merch. Buy content. Hey, they, I know y'all don't, y- y'all didn't buy hoodies because it's too hot outside, but it's going to be coming up. So buy yourself, buy yourself a North Texas hoodie. Getting cold here right soon. There. Or buy yourself any other team hoodie. Hey, if we have some uh, ACU fans here, this who is... really just are trying to get get some intel. Buy yourself. They don't have ACU stuff. I don't even know why. I'm... They definitely don't have ACU stuff. This is this is like a this is now turned into like whenever you're asleep and the infomercials start coming on and yeah. you just hear the music in the background. Be like, yeah, come get a shirt. Yeah, home field. All right, everybody. Thank you all for joining us. Little drop about to happen. There's a drop. <laughs> I hate everything. All right, fade out. Fade out. Well, no. If you go loud, you can't. Oh, never mind. Just end the end the damn podcast. <laughs>